Hi, everybody, and welcome to another exciting edition of Words, Images, and Worlds. Glad to be talking on this episode with, can I say, I, I, I tend to say comics legend. Is that okay? Legendary comics oh, creator. Uh, I'm not going to argue. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, comics <laughs> legend, Bill Reinhold. Bill, thank you for, may I call you Bill? Yes, you may. All right, great. Uh, thank you for jumping on. Thank you for talking with me a little bit. And before I hit record, we were suggesting that you have a real bookshelf behind you. Mine is a virtual background, right, just right. to suggest that I've read yes. all these books. I only know because your microphone kept disappearing. That and yeah, the oscillating fan. Yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't have noticed because uh, otherwise it looks really good. But the, just the extension every once in a while blips out that's right that's right it's the asgardian technology or yeah <laughs> something like that no it's yeah. pretty good though i my my computer when i do that it looks pretty bad uh, so <laughs> i, I i've good. played with some different ones yeah you were suggesting that you might take a photo of your background and then i could use it which would be cool <laughs> uh, i was I was, a... I was half joking but i could do it <laughs> <laughs> I was a university professor for a while, current high school teacher, and I've done a lot of different things in the world of education. And when the world shut down for COVID, uh, I went to my office and took a snapshot as though like at desk level. Yeah. Um, so when we would have virtual meetings, even though I was in my upstairs room, sunroom or whatever, uh, where I was living at the time, it looked as though I was in my office and uh, it was, it was pretty convincing. I, I tried. Good idea. <laughs> yeah, I tried. I tried to convey. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, enough about the special effects, which uh, we try. Um, let's, let's talk about your work and collaborations and all of those pieces. I'll name a couple of names. Uh, of course, uh, you've worked on Batman, probably one of the yes. the most notable, noticeable, popular characters around. Uh, you've done a great deal of work on The Punisher with Mike Barron. Yes. Um, and then you have the a long Badger. history. I have a long history with yeah with Mike Barron. Yes. Yes, I have a long history with Mike Barron. He actually ah. wrote the first comic that I ever read. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. It was a Batman annual uh, in 1988. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so someone that very much appreciates your work. And did I miss any particular titles that were wonderful and positive experiences to work on? Well, I mean, I could talk about kind of how I started. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, the first uh, major thing I did was drawing Justice Machine. That was for a company out of... Uh, Michigan, Mike Gustavich started it. Mm -hmm. And that was the first professional work I ever did. And so doing that work, um, along with the inker of my main inker at that time, which was Jeff D, Mike Barron met both of us at a Chicago convention. And he asked us to come on and do a couple fill-ins of the Badger. Yes. Um, yeah. But as it turned out, the regular artist, the co-creator, uh, ended up leaving the book. So uh, we became the regular team. And so that's what went on for 25 issues of Badger and graphic novel. So that's how it led to that. Nice, nice. 
and then the collaboration continued on uh the punisher right yes um basically it was sort of coming to a good end for the badger with us because i did a badger graphic novel uh at the after the long run of monthly books mm-hmm. and uh mike had started working for marvel uh writing the punisher at that time drawn by klaus jansen and uh i was well aware of that book was a big fan and he asked if i'd like to draw the series and so that's how that happened it's funny how things just some a lot of things just lead from one thing to another it's not necessarily even like going out to look for work sometimes just people you know uh you know that you meet um any situation turn into a job and that's how most of my career has gone. Uh, yeah, nice, nice. Um, I rarely ever get a job by calling up a company and say, I'm looking for work. I got time. And they almost always go, yeah, we'll keep you in mind, you know. And uh, uh, when I was doing a lot of inking, I was getting more calls from editors at that time. But in, in general, everything was mostly from me knowing different writers, different artists, uh, that they would want to work with me and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And that would turn into the gig. Nice. And you uh, worked with a number of notable people as well in the role of the thinking. Uh, Mike Barron being one of the collaborations, but any other collaborations that you want to shout out? What was the were... first one you said? Mike Barron. Um, oh, yeah, as a writer working uh, with him. Uh, but uh, the way inking started for me, I had been drawing my own work for quite some time. And in the uh, mid-90s, I kind of put the word out to people that I thought it'd be really interesting to ink somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I fooled around with that, like a single piece, this, that, whatever, but never did whole stories with anybody. And uh, Adam Kubert remembered that, and he asked me to ink his work on Spirits of Vengeance, which is Ghostwriter, Blaze. And once I did that, uh, it was just one job after another. I worked with him for quite a while. That led to working on uh, other things at Marvel, Daredevil, um, And then eventually the long run of inking, the first long run was inking Earth X Mm -hmm. and John Paul Leon first and then Doug Braithwaite. That lasted like a whole five years doing that work. And uh, then, yeah, continued doing some more Marvel stuff and more DC stuff as an inker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So technical sort of or narrative kind of question uh what do comics allow you to do as a storyteller in the way that you go about it well i i always had an interest in the storytelling side of comics i mean some people are mostly drawn to just drawing uh even some people to the point they don't want to draw stories they just want to do covers and such you know illustrations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but even as a kid, I would try and draw my own stories, uh, a little bit of writing, very little. Like the first thing I ever did that got 
Well, first thing I ever did to be published, but was not the first thing I had published was for Charlton Comics. And they were doing a book called Charlton Bullseye. Uh, There's a fanzine that they had called Charlton Bullseye, but they put out a regular comic book and they invited uh, newcomers to submit stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that time, Charlton was just doing reprints and such. And they uh, thought it'd be fun to have, bring in some new artists and put out new work. And uh, I submitted a story and they gave me the go ahead to finish it. And I, I wrote it, penciled, and inked it, lettered it. Uh, everything but the color, and that was uh, published eventually not in Charlton Bullseye, but in Scary Tales, which is one of their regular books, so that was kind of cool, because they, the Charlton series, Bullseye series ended, and so they decided to put it in this other book, so that, that was great, so that became my portfolio that I carried around, showed people, and I uh, showed it to Mike Gustavich that got me that justice machine work. And so that's kind of how it all started. Uh, but I, I love storytelling. Uh, I'm not a writer, but I love uh, telling a story with pictures. Um, I'm some of my biggest influences in comics are people that they're more an influence for their layout and composition their storytelling with pictures as opposed to necessarily their artwork. Like Alex Toth is a huge influence on me yeah. with layout. And so is Joe Kubert and less so with their drawing. A lot of other artists influence me with their drawing, even if I don't pay as much attention to their layout and such. <laughs> and I, I love the, the kind of grounded approach that you can take, but then also the like fantasy leaning. And I'm just thinking about the Punisher because you got to do both of those in a single book. There would be issues where he's interacting with Dr. Doom or Moon Knight or some <laughs> character that's sort of supernatural. And then like issue 31, he's uh, fighting bikers. Issue 40, yeah. he's sort of in the jungle. So uh, I like that that range of what you were well, able to Well, the Dr. Into. Doom was kind of a, a weird one-off just because of the crossover all the books were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't remember the name of the crossover. Anyways, so... It's, it's pretty strange that he was with Dr. Doom, but I enjoyed it because I loved, you know, all those comics as a kid. I loved Jack Kirby. And so getting to draw Dr. Doom was fantastic. And I got to draw some other heroes that were uh, more in the background that connected with the, the continuity of the crossovers going on. Um, so that was a big thrill for me. And Moon Knight, the Moon Knight story was actually the first Punisher story I had published uh-huh. Although I had already started working on the Punisher Intruder graphic novel. That was the first Punisher work I was hired to do. Mm-hmm. And, but in the midst of it, the editor, Carl Potts, said, you want me to stop work on that and draw this annual with Moon Knight, which I thought was fantastic because uh, I love that character. I love, uh, of course, the way I know the Moon Knight the best is from Bill Sienkiewicz drawing the series. And I did draw a short story of Moon Knight very early in the early 80s that ended up not being printed until late 80s in Marvel fanfare. So I'd already had some experience drawing Moon Knight. 
and it was a lot of fun. One of my favorite characters. One of those yeah. that he's the he's to, the he's the Batman of uh, Marvel comics. This is true. This is true. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so I always like to ask about sort of next creative directions, uh, places in your career you would revisit, um, upcoming events, things things of that nature as well. Well, I'm working on a graphic novel now. Great. Uh, great. Called the Flying Column, written by Carl Potts. That's what takes all my time right now. I've been working on it for really way too long, uh, doing my best to get it done. Uh, I can show you a page here. That would be great. Some of the oh, artwork, it's, it. it's all going to be done in wash, but it'll be printed in sepia. It won't be, it won't be colored. Nice. So that's what I do all the time now. Wow. It's, um, the story is about a internment camp in Manila that the Japanese have. They're keeping mm -hmm. uh, a lot of Americans and other people. And so it's a rescue mission to get them out of this internment camp. It's based on a true story. Wow. Partially connected to Carl Potts' life and his family's uh, experience. So some personal experience weaving in, some history. Right. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So that's that's uh, everything. It, that's as far as I'm looking in the future right now. Getting that thing done. Yeah. <laughs> After but, that, who knows? And I love the, the continued collaboration with Carl Potts as well. Yeah, that kind of thing happens. You know, sometimes once you connect with somebody, uh, it's it, you just keep coming back to it. Mm -hmm. um, Carl wrote in the mid '90s, wrote a, a Prowler uh, limited series. I drew. Mm -hmm. Love um, that. So yeah, and he was my editor, my first editor on the Punisher. Then <clears throat> was other editors after that. Yeah, yeah. You gave me a, a lovely assignment in sharing some artwork. And it's funny you should mention the Prowler because that was one of the pages that I was really drawn to. That's another character that I love. So when I put together a, a promotion for our talk, that's very likely going to be one of the images cool. that's part of that. Um, that was so, a, I, I love drawing that, that, that character. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I appreciated that you included that in the folder as well. Yeah, one of the things I'm proud of, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Anything else from the the archives that you want to mention that you're particularly proud of? Uh, well, one of the favorite things I ever did was a Silver Surfer graphic novel. Yes. Uh, yeah. Jim uh -huh. Starlin wrote it called Homecoming. I got a page right here. Uh, I love that you have the pages the, right there. Well, I try to be prepared a little bit. <laughs> and the artwork was quite large for this as opposed to uh, a lot of traditional work. Uh, see if I can show you. See? Mm -hmm, Big mm -hmm. difference. Um, it's partially because it's for a graphic novel, a larger format. And uh, that's one of my favorite things. And my wife, who's colored a lot of my work, Linda Lessman Reinhold, um, she colored that graphic novel basically that's probably our favorite uh project that we did together she colored me on the badger she colored me on punisher stuff on intruder 
uh, and a lot of things. But that's basically one of our very favorite uh, pieces. Lovely when you uh, also live with a collaborator in that yeah. way as well. That's a good <laughs> collaboration. Love that. Yeah, it's a, it, you know, uh, it, it's a funny thing when people talk about working in comic books, because sometimes it's so intense, the amount of work and time you have to put into it. Mm-hmm. It could affect relationships. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice that I married somebody who also is in the business and understands everything that you go through trying to get this work out. So it, it really does make a difference. Uh, I'll ask about one more part of your um, career and collaboration, and then I'll ask about web spaces for connection and then anything that we've missed, you're welcome to shout out. Um, you are also the co-creator of a comics world. Is that true? Oh, Spike. Yes. Mm-hmm. Spike. That That's the only thing that um, I really worked on quite like that. Uh, Mike Barron mm-hmm. and I uh, did that together. He initially came up with the project, but I'm considered co-creator because of my visually creating the world. And uh, it was just four issues. It came out from Marvel under their then Epic line. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I always wish I could go back to it because it's a fantastic series, science fiction, fantasy, multi-dimensional, basically anything you could imagine for a story you could do with this character. So um, I, I wish there was time to go back to it. I'd love to see it reprinted someday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully in black and white, because I still have all the artwork. So it'd be nice to do that. Yeah, yeah I, I would love to see that as well. And um, with Marvel, you know, you never know. I mean, Rom just came back, so uh, hope so. Well, hope we back. own it, so Marvel couldn't reprint it without oh. our permission. Awesome. So it, it, it would be up to us to make it happen. Even better, even better, yeah. as it should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so final question, officially on the list, and then we'll we'll talk about anything else that we've missed, and that is web spaces for people to connect or uh, any go-to convention spaces, anything like that that you'd like to, to well, shout out. Uh, BillReinhold.com, uh, which is basically a redirect to my DeviantArt site and galleries. Mm-hmm. And there's links there for other things, but otherwise, my Facebook, uh, Twitter, Everything is at Bill Reinhold. Mm-hmm. So easy to find that way. Very great. Yeah. And, and any go-to conventions or things oh, of that nature. I, I actually cut way back on them this year because of this project I'm doing. The only yeah. thing I have lined up is in about a month, I'm going to Dragon Con. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I've heard great things about not, that. In my normal capacity, a while back, I designed pins for Hard Rock Cafe. They put out these limited edition pins every year, uh, you know, like small, small pins that you can wear or uh-huh. collect. Uh-huh. And I did these three dragon designs that they're making pins out of. And so I'll be there uh, with Hard Rock Cafe promoting those. But I'll be set Love up that. there otherwise almost like artist alley you might say yeah but yeah. uh but not in a normal capacity love that love the the alternative creative pursuits 
Harvard. Well, uh, a good friend of mine is uh, a long-term uh, employee manager at Hard Rock in Atlanta. And uh-huh. so through her knowing me, they asked me to design them. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. But anything that we missed that you want to make sure to mention? Uh, my always... son is in, My son is in an awesome band called Lever. Oh, great, great. There you go. <laughs> Rock band, grunge-style music, uh, leverband.com. <laughs> nice. I'll, uh, I will also link that, and I will suggest it as a, as a playlist for reading some of your work as well. There you go. You got to have a good playlist. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, well, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with me. Sure. It's, it's been a pleasure and an honor, and glad to share about your work and your path. Yeah, nice talking to you, Jason. Yeah, great to talk with you. All right. Take care. You too.